Some of the best retirement planning advice was given by one of the most feared boxers of all time, Mike Tyson. He said, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. Now, over the years, I've seen many retirement plans fail due to a metaphorical punch in the mouth. In this three-part series of podcasts, we will address three of the biggest threats to a successful retirement. Each show will follow the same format. We'll identify the threat or the punch to the mouth. We'll discuss some examples, and then we're going to share the solutions. And if you understand and plan for all three of these biggest threats, you'll be well on your way to a successful retirement. You are about to listen to an episode of Dolphin Financial Radio. Each week, co-hosts Dan and Tony will explore topics about finance and retirement. It's fun, informative, and most of all, useful to those who are interested in retiring successfully. Now, let's begin the show. Hello and welcome to another Dolphin Financial Radio with me, Dan Wendell owner of the Dolphin Financial Group. Tony Shore is with me today. And Tony, we're starting our three-part series about Mike Tyson, the life of Mike. No, we're not talking about Mike Tyson. (laughs) We're talking about his famous quote, everyone's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And we're going to be talking about how the metaphorical punches come at you and how you be prepared for them. And the first one we're going to talk about is the easiest one. That's where I start with the easiest one. And by easiest, I mean it's got the most coverage, People understand it, they accept it, and the solutions are fairly simple. But we're still going to talk about it because people get hit by it all the time, and that is a market crash. Mm, The stock market. Not necessarily, not necessarily, but just markets in general, Mm. an investment crash. Yeah. Well, I I remember uh, 1987, Black Monday. I actually remember that. And uh, that was not that was not a good time. Neither was 2000, 2001. Neither was 2008. Those were all huge market crashes, right? That's right. Let's go back even further when you were really young. We're talking the Dutch financial bubble, the tulip mania. What? This is the the 1630s. The 1630s. Yeah, I was uh, I was pretty young back then. I don't remember that one. <laughs> the classic story. What if I told you the classic story? of the Dutch financial bubble with those tulips is mostly wrong. Oh, really? Fake news. Yeah. yeah. I've heard about that, <laughs> the tulip been... crisis or something, the Dutch yeah. tulip crisis. So you're right. saying, no, it didn't happen? Or what are you saying? Well, maybe not as dramatic as, as they talk about. Because the theory is that the tulip bulbs were going for five to ten times the average salary of a person back then. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so, and then it went up and then crashed. And... And people talk about how it just destroyed the Dutch economy, but I think it was, you know, I've read stories about it and I'm not going to get into that. Suffice to say that it's probably only affected the elites who were trading this. Ah, sure. But, but just like the boy who cried wolf, that story about uh, maybe there was a boy that cried to his village to come save him from the wolf that wasn't there. And then eventually the wolf did show and they didn't come. Maybe that didn't happen, but I love the story. So we keep telling the kids. Well, right. Yeah. So it's allegorical and there's a huge lesson to be learned. Right. So we're not going to. It could have happened. It could have. We're not going to, we're not going to bash the Dutch financial (laughs) bubble. No. 
the U.S. women's team beat the Dutch in soccer, so we've already beat them down enough. So let's yeah, we but, we destroyed them. But let's think about the the that tulip mania in today's terms, and maybe it's Bitcoin. You know, we yeah, talk that's about, true. Like, if yeah. we fast forward four hundred years from now, will people refer to the Bitcoin bubble as like the same we talk about Dutch mania, the the tulip mania? Like, oh, there was some crazy people buying this make believe currency thing and turned out they lost all their money <laughs> or maybe it'll be normal just like yeah. there's tulips today and bitcoin is normal all right let's give a more recent example though you gave me a few that dot-com bubble yeah. the, the the meltdown of 2008 <clears throat> now let's get more specific imagine if you will now we're going to go in the twilight zone music imagine if you will it's summer of 2007 and you have a 64 year old couple husband and wife, and they did everything right. They saved and they have 700,000 in their 401k, all right? And it's all in the same stuff they've been buying automatically through their salary, automatic salary, savings. And then um, and they've been doing this for 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. And then boom, 2008 happens, the market crashes. And the next thing you know, they're down 35%, just like that. Which on seven hundred thousand, Tony, that's two hundred and forty-five thousand dollars. They're down. Wow. Right. Ouch. Yeah. So now their seven hundred thousand looks like four hundred and fifty-five thousand. And what do they do? They they can't handle it, right? They they would. They're sixty-four years old. They were thinking about retiring the next year. They cry literally. They gnash their teeth. They can't handle the pain, and then they sell. And as soon as they sell, the market goes down even further, another 10%. And they get that feeling of, thank goodness we sold. We're relieved, right? We got crushed, but at least we didn't lose 50%. And then what happens? The market rebounds. Yep. Yeah. And, and the it sidelines. rebounded greatly. Yep. And they watched from the sidelines as their money sat there and the market came right back. So what's the lesson from that? Yeah, what is the lesson from that? Stay the course. Don't sell at the bottom. Don't panic. Yeah. Stay the course. No, no, that's not the lesson. The okay. lesson here is don't fall into the crash. Don't get involved in the first place. Ah, there you go. And it's such a simple solution. It's so simple. And if we bring it back to the Mike Tyson analogy, don't go in the ring with Mike Tyson. Just you know, like you have to fight just because everyone's got to be in this battle called life, right? Just go in a different ring. Don't go in with the heavyweight when you don't have to. Go in a different ring. And so the solution is so simple. See, you just got to reallocate. So when there is the next crash, which is going to be another crash, there's always crashes, right? If you reallocate so that when there is a crash, your retirement dreams don't crash with it. I mean, that's what everyone says anyway. That's what all the, the pundits say. Oh, you got to rebalance and reallocate and be, you know, do it. And no, no, they, they, they say it, but they don't do it. Even the professionals, they might say they do it, but they don't. They're all in this grow, grow, grow mentality. They all want to be in the ring with the heavyweights. And even those that don't have an advisor, the typical, like the couple I talked about, they're 64 year olds and all them, the 700,000 is all in their 401k. They don't necessarily have an advisor. They just been throwing it in the 401k. They have to be their own advocate. They can't play the victim card again. Because that's what people did. Oh, the market crushed me and I got out. You know? And I don't blame them. A lot of people, they can't handle that emotional turmoil. 
They just shouldn't be in the game to begin with. That's the lesson here. If I could walk away from this ring and fight someone else and go in a different area away from the person that's going to destroy me, or in this case, away from the market that's going to destroy me, that's the takeaway. That's the number one rule to deal with this punch or this pitfall of retirement planning. Yeah. Well, and, but you're not saying when you say don't get into the ring with Mike Tyson, are you saying you're not saying don't get into the market at all? No, exactly. I'm, I'm saying you need to allocate appropriately and understand you don't have to be all in. So, and that's what happened to a lot of people. Yeah. They were all in. So what yeah, you they, do they were all in. So they took everything in, they took everything they had and it was in the market. So when the market took a huge hit, they took a huge hit. Right. And and people don't realize they're all in because it's just their 401k and it's automatic and they don't adjust things and they don't think about it. And that's good that it's automatic. But when you get closer to retirement, then you have to start thinking differently. What you need to do is take an income approach. You know, you have to ask yourself, what income do I need or will I need in retirement? And then you say, where can I get that income? And how do I position my assets to provide that income? And then what you do is you set aside the income producing assets and then the rest of the stuff, the rest of your assets, then you can take the risk with them. Because what happens is once you set aside what you need for income, the rest is gravy. And the, well, not necessarily gravy, the rest is for the future, 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road. So you can ride that stock market. You can not panic because your income is taken care of. That's how to handle this. You focus on creating the income you need and the rest you invest for the long term. That's how you avoid the market crash and the mark and the ensuing panic that always happens and gets the best of us. Yeah. Yeah. It can get the best of us and we have to watch out for that. Now, if our listeners want to get a plan in place uh, that can help them with this and uh, keep them from making maybe some uh, crazy emotional <laughs> decisions uh, with the market and really prevent this. And as you say, it's not that tough uh, to prevent this one or you just got to stay out of it and not get involved and emotionally uh, involved and keep your money out. You know, don't totally commit your money to something like that. How do they get a hold of you and set up a consultation to talk about this? Well, the easiest thing to do is go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com or call 888-508-5935. And I'll sit with them. And a lot of people are in a situation where they're in a 401k at work and they don't know what to do because they're limited. They have their options there and they don't really know what else is out there. And even times, oftentimes, people will look at their 401k and not understand what the options are within. So they should be talking to their 401k administrator and say, hey, help me choose what I'm doing. Help me reallocate, especially as they get closer to retirement. Because the market crash, every, I mean, how often do we hear it? We have television stations dedicated to the market and we're talking stock market. And this is especially true because most people have their money in IRAs, 401ks, and it's in the stock market. So we hear about it. We know it goes up and down. We saw it happen in in the dot-com bubble. We saw it happen in 08, yet we don't adjust. Why don't we adjust? And that's the question. That's really the question. Why are you stepping in the ring with Mike Tyson when you can not, you can totally avoid it? 
And if when you look at it from that perspective, most people would say, there's no way I'm going in the ring with him. There's no way I'm going in the same waiting room right. as him. I don't right? even want to be in the same building with the guy, honestly. Right. Yeah. Right. He's he's very intimidating. Yeah. So why are you in the market? It's just because you've always been in the market. And it's actually a really good place to be for growth. But as you're getting closer to retirement, and this is why we're talking about this is a retirement mistake, you don't want to be in it because you don't want to get that punch in the mouth. There you go. Yeah. Yep. And 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 so you're not pulling all of your money out. You're pulling what you need out for retirement. And the rest, you're, you're basically laddering or layering the money. I'm going to put this money in the market because I don't need it for 10 or 15 years. That's different than the money you're going to need in two years, five years, right? So you, you have to start doing that. Right. And people because don't it do it because it's not natural. take the market up to two years to rebound. Right. I mean, that rebound in 09 was really quick, yeah, it relatively was. speaking. Because in 1987, uh, Black Monday, the rebound took two years to reach the same point it even was. And Exactly. Well, think about the dot-com bubble. How long did that take yeah. to get back? Also took a long time. Right. And yeah. only to crash again. So, but the problem is people play the victim on this. Yeah, and that's why I said it's the easiest one because everyone knows about it. It's not a surprise, right? People don't go, what? The stock market crashed? Oh, that's something new. Mm-hmm. No, no one says that. Right. We know it's going to happen, right? Yeah. So what do people do? And, 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 but it's not just the stock market. People do this all the time with different things. They'll do it with real estate market or they'll do it with Bitcoin or they'll buy precious metals or something different. It doesn't matter what it is. The market's the market. They might buy tulips. They might be Dutch, right? I mean, it, it, the market is a general term for risk, and you don't want to put your money at risk, especially when it comes to retirement. Now, if you're young and you're not thinking about retiring for another 15 years, then this conversation isn't relevant. What you need to do is understand that as you get closer, you need to adjust. That's it. It's so simple. Let's go back to the couple. They have 700,000. They're planning to retire the next year. What would have happened if they took all 700,000 and took it out and literally put it under their pillow? I mean, that would be a lot of money. They'd have, they'd have to get that. Uh, they maybe wouldn't even need a pillow. They just sleep on their money. But in reality, let's think about that. The biggest risk they face at that point is that their house burns down and, or someone robs them, right? That's a different type of risk. But let's say they just put it in the bank. And they put it in and made 0%. When the market crashed, their attitude would be totally different. They wouldn't have been crying. And, and, and everyone will say, well, hindsight's twenty twenty. You don't want to put it in the bank because you make nothing. And then you get eaten up by inflation. Yeah, that's true. This is why I'm not suggesting to put it on the bank. But I'm just trying to make the point. Do you really want that risk when you don't need it? And in this particular case, they didn't need it. They right. just took it because they always had it. Right. And there are other retirement vehicles and other things that you can do uh, with your money. And of course, another thing that plays into all this uh, are interest rates. I don't mean to get us off topic, but you know, interest rates are in the news right now and they can affect where you have your money. And that's why you need a financial advisor and a plan that, that can be adjustable, can be movable, uh, but yet uh, you need to stay firm and not let your emotions control the plan. And I think that's been a big part of this uh, first Mike Tyson message uh, about the big three pitfalls we're going to be talking about over the next couple of shows uh, as far as retirement, uh, to help you with your retirement. Now, uh, Dan, is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up the show for today? There's not much more to say. It's such a simple solution. Avoid 
avoid the unnecessary risk. Yeah. You got to constantly ask yourself, what am I trying to accomplish? And what is the least amount of risk I need to take to get there? And that's it. Yep. It's simple, but people just don't do it because they don't know what the options are. They don't want to think about it. And they've always done what, what they've always done. And that's just not the way to do it. And so when the markets do crash, I, you got only to only person you can blame is yourself yeah. for not preparing for it. Yep. It's a very simple solution. So we started with a simple one. The next ones won't be as simple, but that's it. That's yeah. how I want to just say, yeah. don't become a victim and don't step in the ring with a heavyweight when you don't have to. <laughs> Good point. I love it. Well, hey, uh, that does it for today's episode. Why don't you let our listeners know one more time how they can get a hold of you? Just go to dolphinfinancialgroup.com, connect with me that way, or call 888-508-5935. All right, and listeners, we're going to have two more shows in this series talking about these big mistakes to avoid uh, some lessons we can learn from uh, how we should fear Mike Tyson as a person and as a boxer. I love how you tied that in there, Dan, but that does it for today's episode of Dolphin Financial Radio with our host, Dan Wendell. The topics on this show are wide-ranging, yet relevant to people approaching or living in retirement, like me. If there is a topic you want to hear on the show, head to dolphinfinancialgroup.com and contact Dan to request your topic or to share your opinion. Dan Wendell or Dolphin Financial Group are not affiliated or endorsed by Social Security or any government agency. Everything discussed on today's show was for informational purpose only. Since everyone's situation is different, some things may not apply to you. The materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources. We cannot be 100% certain that they are accurate. You should really talk to my dad or someone from Dolphin Financial Group before trying to implement these ideas or strategies.